We're continuing the Shir and Likut Halachas, Orachaim, Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Hashkomas Haboiker, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Yud, Vezeh Bechinas Chanukah. Now Rab Nosenzal is going to introduce a whole new topic and connect it to everything we've been learning from now, till now. The holiday of Chanukah. Ki hadlokas ner Chanukah, hu bechinas hamshochas hasogas alakus alideat sumsumim. Because the concept of lighting Hanukkah candles is similar to the concept that Rabbein Azal mentions in Likut Imran of drawing understanding of Hashem into tzimtzumin, into constrictions, into vessels, bringing it down to a level to bite-sized pieces that a person can understand. Shemishom ikar hadlokas kol ho'oirois v'haneirois dikdusha. Because that's really the basis and the source of all lightings of candles that are done within Yiddishkeit. It's all about drawing Hashem's light, Hasogaselakus, into kalim, into vessels, into tzimtzumin, into constrictions. Bechinas, as the Zohar Kodesh says, la'anhoro shragin u'la'adloko butzinim, to light up candles and to light up sparks, holy sparks, to ignite. That's the term I'm looking for. This is also the concept of tefillin, or the concept of moichin, seichel, which are a main representation of understanding of Hashem. And when we put on tefillin, what is the special prayer that we say at that time? We say the Shemen Hatoiv Torik Al Shiva Kenehamanoira that the the pure oil, the holy oil, should flow down into the seven rungs of the candelabra. Kiham Shochas Hasogasilakus Alidehat Sinsumim Zebhinas Shenimshah Shemen Hatoiv Shemen Mishhaskoidesh Shubhinas Hadas Hakodosh because the, the concept of drawing understanding of Hashem into vessels, into tzimtzumim, corresponds exactly with the concept of this oil, this holy oil, which is das, bringing the das, the oil, into kalim, into the shivakne hamanoira. Shehem hashemen vahakli vahapsula. This refers to the oil and the container of the oil, the, and the, the wick, shebohem nitle ho'oyer, to which the light is attached to, connected to, shenimshach mebchinas hasogos And on a spiritual level, all of this originates from understanding of Hashem. Shemishom kol ho'oyerois. That's where all lights come from. All lights come from understanding of Hashem. Because Hashem is the light of all lights. As we say in, in the prayer that we're saying now throughout the month of Elul, Hashem Hashem is my light and my salvation. So Hashem is the origin of all light. And with this, we'll understand the power of the miracle of Hanukkah. 
כיוז עומדו מלכוס יובן הרשו להשכיחם תירוסך ולהביא רמיכו כרצנך. Because on Hanukkah is when the evil kingdom of the Greeks rose up to try to get the Jews to forget the Torah and to, to take us away from our Yiddishkeit. כי מלכוס יובן הרשו זה עיקר בחינס חוכמס חיצוניס, שם חוכמס יובן. Because the evil kingdom of the Greeks, they are They're the source of secular wisdom, Chochmas Chitzonius, which is referred to as Chochmas Yovon. That's the title that's given, that's the nickname that's given to all secular wisdoms, Greek philosophy or Greek culture. Because they were the ones who were most into this. To introduce this secular culture and ideology into the world. The Greeks were famous for that. And this is the whole, this is the power behind the kingdoms, the wicked kingdoms, to challenge the Jewish people. That's the concept of the four kings of the Sitra who oppose and try to do battle against the Jewish kingdom. The four kingdoms are Babel, Babylonians, the Greeks, the Persians, and the Romans. Those are these four kingdoms. And this is why the Torah tells us that when the Greeks took over the leadership and when they went after the Jewish people, it was a major, major crisis for us. Because they wanted to replace the Torah completely with secular wisdom, secular culture. Because the Torah and all of its components and all of its mitzvahs are the vessels through which we draw understanding of Hashem. And they, the Greeks, wanted to have the Torah and mitzvahs forgotten completely by promoting their secular culture and, and wisdoms which is the evil, the evil of the four kingdoms who try to go against the kingdom of Kedusha, which is referred to as Chochmotato. Rav Nosenzal says, just like we see going on today, unfortunately, today during his time, that there are people who are anti-religious, who are rising up, and they're trying very much to introduce secular wisdoms into the religious world. They're trying to force the religious institutions to include secular studies. And again, their goal is not just to include it. Their goal is to replace Yiddishkeit, to replace Torah observance with secular wisdom, secular knowledge. He was talking 200 years ago And 200 years later, today, when we have thousands of yeshivas and the religious world is so powerful and so big, we still have the same problem. This battle is still taking place in Israel, in Eretz Yisrael. 
You have Jewish Hellenists who are trying to force, trying to use every, everything they possibly can to force the religious schools to introduce more and more tarbut, more and more secular culture and ideology, to try to bring it into Meisham, to try to bring it everywhere. No exceptions. No Jew can, will be left out from being inculcated and flooded with the secular wisdom, secular culture. And their goal is to obliterate the Torah completely. Rab Nosendal says, as we see, we see this with our eyes. You don't have to say, hey, how do you know? How do you know that this is what they really want to do? How do you know that this is their program? Rab Nosendal says, we see it. That those people who follow their path, those people who go to those universities where they're promoting the heavy-duty secular knowledge, secular wisdom, who poirek oil legamri, these people end up throwing off the yoke of Torah completely Yiddishkeit, and they certainly cannot have a beard and payas. That's not becoming, that, that's not, that doesn't fit, that doesn't match the, the secular culture and ideology that they're, they're studying. The and these people go to bar, you know, they'll drink with non-Jews, again, because it's part of the culture, where it's social, there's a social life, not being isolationist, not being living, ghetto, living in ghettos like the religious people, you know, did years ago, opening things up a little bit and, 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 and loosening up a little, Rahman until unfortunately, many, many of the people that go that route, we see them dropping Yiddishkeit totally. However, Hashem, with his great kindness, prepared the cure before the illness. And Hashem performed an incredible miracle for us at the time, during the time of Matesio ben Yochanan the Kohen Godel. To the point where not only did the Jews succeed in causing a major downfall to the evil Greek kingdom at the time, as a result of the great miracle that took place then thousands of years ago, it left a light in the world, an incredible bright light that gets turned on again every single year when that holiday, when the calendar rolls around, when it comes to Hanukkah, the great awesome light that Hashem used at that time to perform the miracles of Hanukkah and that whole victory comes back again. The great Sadiqim, they accomplished to such a degree so that each and every one of us has the ability to bring that great light, that miracle light that took the miracle of Hanukkah, into our own homes, into our own living rooms, where we light the where we light the Hanukkah candles. The Hainu, what light are we talking about? Oyer Hasoga Selukus, the light of a deep understanding of Hashem, Aliyadeit Simsumin, through the proper vessels and constrictions. 
שזה בחינס תיקון המבואר שם בתוירנר. This is the תיקון that Rabbeinu Zalav is explaining over there in chapter 30 in Likut Yomaran, that this Saloch is based on. That what? שכל מה שהחוילה גודל ביוסר, הוא צורך רבי גודל ביוסר, Rabbeinu Zalav over there says that there are people who think that if I'm not, if I'm not so religious and if not, I'm not so educated, then I don't need a great tzaddik to teach me. I need just somebody who knows more than me, you know, who knows a little bit. Anybody can be my rabbi because based on how little I know, you don't have to be a genius to teach me. Rabbi Nezal says, I disagree with that. Rabbi Nezal says, just like when it comes to health, the more ill a person is, the more severe an illness a person has, he needs a greater doctor. When a person is regular sick, they go to a general practitioner. When a person is seriously ill, They don't want to go to any regular doctor. They're looking for a, spirit, a, a specialist. So too, Rabbi Nezal says, when it comes to spirituality, when a person is regular, sick, then a regular Talmud Chacham, a regular Tzadik, and everything. If a person realizes that he is very ill spiritually, or he's living during a time when the whole generation is very ill spiritually, when we're being challenged by the most difficult tests, that Klal Yisrael ever faced, where the Gemara says that there were rabbis who said, let Mashiach come, and I don't want to be around at the time to see it. Because they understood that the tests that Klal Yisrael would have at that time would be so difficult that it would be so dangerous for a Jew to be around at that time. But you would need miraculous help to be able to make it through the times that we're living through today. So Rabbi Nezal says there that the more sick the person is, He needs a higher level rabbi who should be a craftsman. Uman means a, like a professional, you know, really, really talented and, and, and smart whereby this tzaddik is on such a high level that he can take the highest levels of light and know how to bring it down, shrink it and re-shrink it and re-shrink it and package it for us in this lowly generation where we're at. Ubechina zois nemsheches oleinu bechanaka al yedei hatzadikim hagedoilim hamuflogim b'mayla shetiknu lahad lekner chanaka. And this concept, this is what we receive on the holiday of Hanukkah through the great, great tzaddikim who instituted the mitzvah of lighting Hanukkah candles. The Gemara says, They established it, and then the following year they established it as a permanent holiday. So those great tzaddikim who established this Hanukkah, it's through them, via them, that we are able throughout the generations to receive this incredible high-level light packaged and brought down and filtered and refiltered and shrunken and shrink-wrapped for us in a manner that we can benefit from it and it can give us the medicine, the, the help that we need. To the point where each and every single one of us has the ability to receive that light in our own homes, each one, no matter what level he's on. 
has the ability to receive this incredible light that comes down on Hanukkah. And now Rav Nosen Zal is going to explain. Because it's explained in the writings of the Arizal, where he explains the Kabbalistic concepts behind Hanukkah. That the concept of Hanukkah is where we have the ability to draw an incredible high level of light that includes all the different Yehudim, all the different combinations of Hashem's name, we're able to draw it down. How far down? Below 10 Tvachim. Below 10 Tvachim, way down below the, the norms that light usually never comes down that far. The Gemara says that the Shechina never went below 10 Tvachim. Except Hanukkah. Because on Shabbos and on other holidays, we also light candles, mitzvah candles. Because on Shabbos and on all of those other holidays is the main time when the Malchus receives a major elevation. Shehu bechinas ner mitzvah. Malchus, which is called Chochmotato, and Malchus, which is also called Ner Mitzvah. The Zohar Kodesh says that Hashem's name Yud Kevavke, the Yud is Ale, the Yud is Ahavo, the He is Yira, the Vav is Torah, and the last He is Mitzvah. That last He, which represents Malchus, corresponds to Mitzvah. Connection. Sheoz machmas kedusha Shabbos v'yontif noiflim haklipois shein bechinas arba malchios u'malchus digdusha oyle mebeinayim. The Arizal explains that on Shabbos and on Yontif, because there is such a high level of kedusha, it's able to defeat, to destroy the forces of tumah, thereby allowing the malchus to go up, the malchus of kedusha to go up. And then this Malchus, this Chochmotato, shines with a great light. This is the concept of the candles that we light on Friday night and on Yontif. Whereby we light those candles in their proper place at, for, the, for the Malchus at the time that the Malchus is on its way up. The Malchus is going through a major aliyah at that time. Whereas Hanukkah is different than Shabbos and the other holidays. When it comes to Hanukkah, the candle lighting is, is, is related to an incredible miracle. Why? Because on Hanukkah, the Malchus does not have the same kind of elevation that it has on Shabbos and Yontif. Because Hanukkah is not Shabbos. It's not Yontif. It's weekday. You can go to work on Hanukkah. You get in your car on Hanukkah and everything. Because on Hanukkah, the Klippos are not wiped out totally like they are on Shabbos and Yontif. 
the FLP came. And despite that, even though the Klippos are still around, we have the ability to light this Hanukkah candle, which is all the different combinations of Hashem's name. Which is an example of drawing this high-level understanding of Hashem into vessels. Hainu, Rav Zal explains, this is tied into what we mentioned before. The very, very great tzaddikim accomplish incredible accomplishments to the, which enables them to draw a high-level understanding of Hashem into vessels, into constrictions, which are able to reach all the way down into the basement. Minus, you know, you go on the elevators down here at Israel, you have plus, you know, you have the 10 floors, then you have zero, then you have minus one, minus two, minus three, minus four. The, the basement, the underground. On Hanukkah, Hanukkah is the time when the tzaddikim have the ability to take the light and bring it into the minus area, below ground, all the way down. Below ten where the Gemara says in that the Shechina never went down or goes down normally below ten tefachim. It always keeps a certain distance from the from the ground, from the cursed ground, except Hanukkah. and now on Hanukkah, as a result of this incredible miracle that took place at that time, Madlikin Shom Daiko Haner We light this incredible holy Hanukkah candle below ten Tvachim, downstairs in the basement. Shehu Lemato Lemato. This is the concept of drawing that high level of understanding of Hashem into vessels in a manner where it can reach all the way down. To shine into every single Jew, any Jew who is who wants to receive it, who is who is willing to receive it, even if the person is the worst of the worst spiritually, even the person who is the most sick, sick with what? Sick with sins. Spiritually sick, the person who is the furthest level of spiritually ill, to be able to shine even into that person a light from this high level understanding of Hashem, through the great power of these extraordinary tzaddikim, who bring the power of this great Hanukkah miracle into the world. As a result of that, even within the weekday, which is a time when we can't elevate the Malchus like we can on Shabbos and Yontif. Still, 
lemato afilu bamadrego atachtoino these sadikim have the ability to draw that high level light all the way down down because as a result of their great strength these sadikim have the ability to bring that light even into the people who are on the lowest levels and to heal to cure even the people who are the worst most most sick people spiritually. This is what the Gemara means when it says that when it comes to lighting Hanukkah candles, we light them preferably below ten tefachim. And this is what the pasuk says in Tehillim chapter twenty-three, where David says, even when I walk in the valley of death, I have no fear because you, Hashem, are with me. Bechinas, as it says in Micha, capital Zion, ki when I'm sitting in darkness, Hashem early, Hashem is a light for me. Meaning, the great Sadiqim have the ability to draw this super high level light of Hasogas Lakus down into the deep, deepest darkness, the valley of death, to shine into the ones who are the very, very lowest ones, that even they should receive an understanding of Hashem. In order to cure them, and to rectify them, and to help them return to Hashem, to help them do tshuva. Paragraph Yudalith. Rab Nosnach says, now you're going to understand what's behind the famous machloikis between Beishamay and Beishil regarding lighting Hanukkah candles. Beisham, I say, you start from the f- highest number, you start from eight candles, and then the second day, seven, and six, five, fourth, that way. You start from the bottom, and you work your way up. You start from one, and the second night, two, and so on and so forth. Because Beisham is following their ideology throughout Shas. Because the Gemara tells us in Shabbos, that Shammai was a very tough, tough person. He was very, he would get upset easily. And as a result of his nature of being Kapton, he kept the converts out. He did not allow them to convert. He didn't, it wasn't Makar of them. He pushed them out. Whereas Hillel, through his incredible humility, he brought the converts close with kindness, even though they were really unworthy of being brought close. And they made stupid, ridiculous statements. When these converts came, 
They didn't come with humility, they came with crazy stuff. For example, they said, can you teach me the whole Torah while I stand on one foot? Despite that, Hillel did not push them away, didn't reject them. He brought them close with his incredible wisdom and humility. And therefore, Beishamai, Shahoyu Talmide Shamai, Shemigoidot Sidkosoi Ukdushosoi, Loihoyo Yoho Lisboil Sorehoikim, Hamaluchlochim Bachatas Nureim Kyosebem. And therefore, the students of Shamai, Beis Shamai, which is the students of Shamai, who as a result of his being so holy a person, couldn't stand the stench, in a sense, of people who are far from Hashem and who have dirtied themselves with sins, all the sins they've committed throughout their youth, this is why the students of Shammai said, we start from the highest number and we go down, we decrease every time. Why? Because both Shammai and Hillel agree that we need to increase the light as every as every new day goes on. Every new day, we want to add more light. Let's look at this logically. The fact that there was enough oil to burn one day, when it burned a second day, that was a miracle. The fact that it burned a third day was an even bigger miracle. Each day that it continued burning, the miracle was greater. Anybody can see that. The Alkane and therefore, Therefore, every continuing day requires great higher light. However, Beishamai are of the opinion, because as each day of Hanukkah goes on, we're going to a higher level light. That's why it has a more and more limited audience. That's why we have to restrict it more and more. As we're going to more and more light, we have a smaller and smaller audience. That's what Shammai held. Because the evil people, or the people who are far from Hashem, are not capable and don't qualify to use the higher level light. As the Gemara says in Chagiga and in the Medrash, Medrash Rabbah, about the light that was in the world when Hashem first created the world, it says, Hashem saw that the world is incapable of handling the incredible bright light that was in the world during the seven days of creation, the Omad Ugnozoi Litzadikim. Hashem took it and put it away in a safe for the Tzadikim in the future. Al Kain therefore Soivrim Beishamai hold 
שגם אתו, that so too now, כשהצדיקים משיגים אוהר גודל, when the צדיקים achieve very high levels of light, צריכים להעלים אוהר. They have to hide the light, they have to restrict the light. וכל מה שמשיגים יוסר ויוסר, and the more that the צדיקים go up to higher levels of light, צריכים להעלים אוהר יוסר ויוסר. They have to reserve and restrict and limit it more and more. So that evil people or people who are not worthy of it shouldn't be shouldn't be shouldn't use it. This is the ideology of Shammai, which says you start with eight light, you start with eight, you start with a certain number, and as the holiness increases, the numbers decrease. Just like the Gemara says. The Gemara says, a thousand people enter into yeshiva, a hundred make it to a certain level, ten make it to the next level, and then one makes it where he qualifies to be a plastic, to be a dime, etc. So we see when, when we stick on the lower levels, larger audience, broader audience, the more you go higher and higher, it becomes more and more limited. Makes sense. That's Shammai's ideology. Avil Beis Hillel. Whereas the school of Hillel, Shehemi Tamide Hillel, which were the students of Hillel, <coughs> who were involved in bringing those who are very far from Hashem close, that's why they followed their ideology. They say, that we add, we increase the numbers <coughs> as we light the Hanukkah candles. The first day one candle, the second day two, and so on. Ki they hold it just the opposite. Kol the more that the tzadikim are able to bring more light and higher level light into the world, they have to spread that light more and more. The higher level of light that Sadiq is reaching, that means he can reach even more people. He can go further down than the lower level light can. To shine that light to all inhabitants of the world. In order to bring close even those who are very far away. To shine into the smallest ones and the lowest ones. To cure even the people who have the worst, worst spiritual illnesses. Because as the example that Rabbein Azal gives over there in the Kutumam, the more sick a person is, the more they need a greater doctor to heal them, right? The worse the illness, the more severe the illness the more you need a greater specialist and higher level doctor to cure it. So too, when we're talking in spiritual terms about rabbis and tzaddikim, the more that the tzaddik reaches a higher level, he goes higher. He becomes obligated and responsible to reach out to people who are further away, and still further away from Hashem. 
because this is the real greatness of a tzaddik, to show that he can bring those who are furthest away from Hashem, he can even bring them close. Because in fact, that brings the greatest honor to Hashem, the greatest respect to Hashem is when the people who are furthest away, when they come close, that's what really glorifies Hashem. As Rabbein writes in chapter 10 in Likutiman, we have the Pasuk, Come to Hashem, you families of the other nations, and bring honor and power to Hashem. We have the example of Yisroi, Moshe Rabbeinu with Yisroi. The greatest tzaddik of all time, Moshe Rabbeinu, what, what, what was his greatness? That he could take the person who was furthest away from Hashem, the person who worshipped all the idols, all the different idols, he was able to bring him close to Hashem. That's the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu. Because even though what Shammai was saying was true, that when you're dealing with a high-level light, you have to cover it, you have to hide it, you have to be very careful with it. Especially when we're talking about tzaddikim who reach incredible, incredible levels of depth in understanding of Hashem, there's definitely a requirement to hide that light. Because the world is not worthy, is not, is not up to being able to use that incredible bright light. And still, despite that, these tzaddikim are able to do such incredible tricks. These tzaddikim know how to hide that light, how to dress it up, and how to cover it, and how to package it in such a way to the point where they have the ability to bring it down to people who are on the lowest, lowest level. And through this, these tzaddikim keep increasing. They increase the numbers. They increase the Kiddusha. And every, every additional day, they're able to reach more people, people who are further away and further away as, as the Gemara says, adding, ad, continuing to add, continuing to grow. An example of this is the Sipurei Maisius. No, it's Rabbi Nezal. told told his students, he taught them a lot of Torah, and then at one point towards the end of his life, he said to them, I've used all my bullets, I've used all my powerful stuff on you, and you're still not where I want you to be, Time to bring out the heaviest artillery. We're going to start telling stories. And these stories, on the surface, seem to be simple. They seem to be stories for kids. And in those stories is Malubush, is hidden, the most incredible depth, super, super, super high-level Torah that isn't even found you know, in the regular shurim. Super high level. And this is, we have this, all over. Rav Nosanzal gives examples throughout the Likutei Alochis. We have, for example, Purim, the holiday of Purim. 
where the Jews, where Hamon Amalek took over, the worst enemy of the Jews, and the Jews bowed to its Salem, and they ate, they violated every sin in the book, to the point where Hashem allowed things to go so far, he gave Hamon a license, Lahashmid and Mordechai is about to be hung on a tree. It's Mamish, the end of the end. It's all over. And then, in the end, it got turned around, and the result of Purim is what? Megillah Esther. What is Megillah Esther? Megillah Esther is a joke. It's a comic book. It's a story for kids. And Megillah Esther, the Gemara says, Mevatlin Talmud Torah, Lishmoya Megillah. That the Megillah Esther is on a higher level, even though there is no mention, Hashem's name isn't found once in any revealed way, Megillah Esther. But in a non-revealed way, between the lines, you have the highest, highest level of Torah, a level of Torah that's so high that it was able to reach down to the Jews when they were at the lowest, lowest point and be able to save them. These are just one or two of many, many examples that Rav Nosson Zal gives throughout Likutei Alochus to illustrate this point. Rav Nosson Zal says, Ki malin because the Gemara says the rule is when it comes to holiness, we go up. When it comes to holiness, you go up. You don't go down. You add. You don't subtract. So Rav Nosson Zal asks, hold on a second. The kosher. Why in the world does the Gemara have to say that? Would somebody have thought to decrease the Kedusha, like, you know, to get to a certain level, and then try to do a little less every day? Rav Nosson says, no, no, no. This goes back to this famous machloikis between Shammai and Hillel. Sheyesh tzadikim shem gedoylim b'maylo be'emes. There are tzadikim who are on a very high level. They're really on a very high level. Ach me'oitzem kidushosom einam yecholim lizboil hoilam. However, as a result of their being so holy, they can't handle regular people. They can't handle people who are not on that level or anywhere near their level. The Alkane, and therefore, Alidei Toikif Kidushosom Heimarachkim Omeridim Chasom. As a result of their powerful holiness, they push people away, they distance people. And we have examples in our generation. We have this thing called kids at risk. We have kids who were raised in religious homes with religious parents. And some of their parents are rabbis, and some of their parents are rosh yeshivas. And the kids go off the derech, and the person says, how in the world could that be? Explain that to me. And, and Rav Nosson is touching on one aspect of it, one example of it, that sometimes, because a parent is so religious, because they're on such a high level, when they see a kid who is not on their level, who's on a different level, or a kid who looks like he's going the other way, <clears throat> The first thing they want to do is take a baseball bat and clobber him, or at least get rid of him, throw him out. At least I don't want him, I don't want him uh, stinking up my house. I don't want him messing up the house and messing up the other children. All of these kinds of attitudes, which again are a result of being religious, a result of being very religious. They distance and push down some people, because they get angry at them, 
because they can't handle the, the ugly deeds of these people. When they see these people doing bad things and ugly things, they can't handle that. And it brings up anger, and it brings up feelings of wanting to get rid of that person, destroy, eliminate, get... Now, Rav Nusazal described these people as tzaddikim, shem gedoylem b'mayla be'emes. We're not talking about kids here, we're talking about very great people, <coughs> even. However, even though these people are very great and very religious, that's not what Hashem is looking for. Hashem doesn't need a Jew to push away another Jew. We got a Yetzirah who's doing a great job. He doesn't need any assistance. He don't need no help. He wants the righteous people to have pity on the Jews. Tomid, always, the Yekarvoisim, and bring them close. Even if they're as bad as they are, no matter how bad they are. Listen to this one now. Even at those times when Hashem gets angry, Hashem is so angry at the Jews because they did such terrible, disgusting things. He wants the tzaddikim not to follow his example, but rather to pray for those Jews and to bring them close. As the Medrash says, in Shemois Rabbah, Perek Memhei, Al Posuk Umoishe Yikachesoihel, Venotoloi Michutzla Machne, Harchek Menamachne, where the Torah tells us that at one point, Moshe Beno took his tent and moved it out. He said, I'm getting out of here. I don't want to be with these disgusting characters. I'm moving out. Machmashechotu Kolkach, because the, the Jews had sinned so terribly. So the Medrash says, you know what Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu? Omer Hashem Yisborach, Ani Bekas, Ata Bekas, Imkein Mi If I'm angry at the Jews, and you're going to be angry at them, who, who's going to bring them back? Kemuva Bepirush Rashi Shom, as Rashi HaKadosh shows over there. So that even when Hashem seems to be ready to destroy the Jews, he wants the tzaddikim not to follow his example. He wants them to read between the lines. Like when Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, get out of my way, let me at him, I want to destroy the Jews. Moshe Rabbeinu said, hey, did you hear what he said? He said, get out of my way. That implies that I'm in his way, that I can block him. Ooh, you ain't going nowhere, Hashem. You stay right there, you stay put. Don't you touch the Jews. Don't do anything to harm them. And he defended and defended and defended until he won, until he defeated Hashem. The Gemara uses the, the Loshan, Lamanatseach Mizmar, Zamru Sing to the great Hashem who enjoys being defeated. He enjoys when the tzaddikim defeat him. When Hashem looks like he wants to destroy the Jews and the tzaddikim defeat him. They get him to change his mind, supposedly, Kaviyochel. And we find similarly the case when it came to many other prophets and tzaddikim. Whereby Hashem himself poured out his heart to these great tzaddikim about how much he's suffering from the sins of the Jewish people. 
And when these tzaddikim agreed with Hashem, and they said, Hashem, you're right, they are a bunch of no-goodniks, Hashem got very angry at these tzaddikim. As we see when it came to the prophet Hosea, as the Gemara points out in Psachim, Daf Pei Zayin, Daf Pei Zayin, and in the case of Elianovi, Sheomar Kanoi Kinesi, where Elianovi said to Hashem, I'm sticking up for you, Hashem. I'm not going to let them insult you like this. I'll show them. They ain't going to have no rain and they're not going to have this. Sheomar Loi Hashem Setim, Ves Elisha Ben Shofar Timshach Lenovi Tachtecho. Prepare your student Elisha to take over. Get him ready in the bullpen. What do you mean? Elianov is such a great guy. He's defending Hashem. And Hashem says, we, again, we have enough to prosecute the Jews. <clears throat> we have a staff up here that does a great job. Tzadikim, we need to do one thing only, to defend the Jews, even when they're at their worst. Upirshu Rabbi Seinu, the Mechilta says, in Parshas Boi, Sheomar Loi, Hashem said to Elianovi, Iefshi <clears throat> b'nevuascha, I don't want your prophecy. Al Yisrael, because you are prosecuting the Jews. You are speaking out against the Jews. The custom that we have today that at a bris, we prepare a chair, a kise elio, to show that Elianovi is invited to and must attend every bris is because of the fact that he made a statement to Hashem, the Jews have given up your covenant. The Jews have rejected the bris. Hashem said to him, really? Guess what, buddy? Because you said that, every time a Jew makes a bris on earth, you're going downstairs, you're going to be there to witness it, to see that they have not re... What do you mean? But you, Hashem, yourself just said that they... That's right, I said it, and you're not supposed to agree with me. This is one of those cases where I don't want a yes, yes man. I don't need anybody to tell me how good a job I'm doing at being angry at the Jews. I need Sadiqim to turn that around, to convince me to forgive the Jews, to convince me to, to calm down, because Hashem wants only that the tzaddikim should defend the Jewish people, and have pity on the Jews, even on the worst ones, to bring all of them close to Hashem, like the example of Moshe Rabbeinu, Shemosa Nafshoyal Yisrael, who put his life on the line for the Jewish people. Vaomar and he said to Hashem, Vimayin, if you don't, if you don't forgive them, if you don't back down, you're gonna start killing Mochenino, erase me, I'm first. You're gonna kill me first. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu said. He put Mamish's life on the line. This is what the Gemara means when it says that when it comes to holiness, we always go up, we always increase. <clears throat> that the more a person climbs to higher and higher levels of holiness, <clears throat> and reach higher and higher levels of understanding of Hashem, <clears throat> that person has to elevate more and more souls that are fallen, that are downstairs, to be able to elevate them up. Not 
to push Jews away. The more religious you become, the more you have to be able to make more people religious, not the opposite. Not that you're a cause of people turning away from Yiddishkeit because you present it in such a way that they can't handle it. And as a result, they say, that's Yiddishkeit, I'm out. Not interested. It's not for me. Because you don't realize, you don't understand that you're on your level, they're on a different level. If you present to them your level, you're going to blow them away. To be able to know how to bring it down, to be able to know where they're at, and to be able to package the Asogas Lakus in a way that they can handle it, in a way that they can enjoy it. Meaning these tzaddikim have to be careful not to lower souls, not to bring people down as a result of their great holiness. That as a result of their great holiness and high level of understanding, that shouldn't lead them to be makbid to show anger, to display anger or, or negative feelings towards other Jews. <coughs> As a result of how holy they are and how learned they are, they, they can't handle the people who are bad to the point where they get angry at them, they display anger to them, to the point where they can knock them down. They can knock them down out of the ballpark, out of the ring of Yiddishkeit. That's the less numbers to decrease the number of Jews as a result of becoming more and more holy. And again, that's the st- we see this throughout Klal Yisrael on different levels, that there are people who go <coughs> become more and more religious and they, they, as a result of that, they want to let less and less people into their sphere. We don't want to include. We want to, we're not interested in your son, in, the, in our yeshiva, because we're a better yeshiva. Better yeshiva, therefore we don't take these kids. Because that's not the way. That's not the, the right way. Because a yid has to increase the kedusha. Not lessen it, not lower it. Because the more a person reaches higher levels and higher level understanding of Hashem, the more a person reaches higher and higher levels of Yiddishkeit, he has to know how to make tzimtzumim, constrictions, using all kinds of tricks to enable them to bring more and more per people close to Hashem. And to cure even the worst ones and the ones who are the most sick. This is the whole concept of Hanukkah candles. Where one of the major points is that this is a very high level light, and because it's so high level a light, it has the ability to reach down below standard levels, to reach below where the Shechina usually doesn't tread, to bring the light even there. And that's why that light has to increase the numbers of Jews, has to increase bring more people closer to Hashem.